0: Om Namo Narayanaya. Welcome back. Today we are reading Chapter 2 here in Canto 3, Remembrance of Lord Krishna. Shri Sukadevi Goswami said, When the great devotee Uddhava was asked by King Vidura to speak on the messages of Lord Krishna, Uddhava was unable to answer immediately due to the excessive anxiety at the remembrance of the Lord. He was one who, even in his childhood, at the age of five years, was so absorbed in the service of Lord Krishna that when he was called by his mother for morning breakfast, he did not wish to have it. Udhava thus served the Lord continually from childhood, and in his old age, that attitude of service never slackened. As soon as he was asked about the message of the Lord, he at once remembered all about him. For a moment, he remained dead silent, and his body did not move. He became absorbed in the nectar of remembering the Lord's lotus feet and devotional ecstasy, and he appeared to be going increasingly deeper into that ecstasy. It was so observed by Vidura that Udhara had all the transcendental bodily changes due to total ecstasy, and he was trying to wipe away tears of separation from his eyes. Thus Vidura could understand that Udhava had completely assimilated extensive love for the Lord. The great devotee Udhava soon came back from the abode of the Lord to the human plane, and wiping his eyes, he awakened his reminiscence of the past and spoke to Vidura in a pleasing mood. Shru said, My dear Vidura, the son of the worldly Lord Krishna has set, and our house has been swallowed by the great snake of time. What can I say to you about our welfare? This universe, with all its planets, is most unfortunate and even more unfortunate are the members of the Yadu dynasty because they could not identify Lord Harry as Lord Vishnu, any more than the fish could identify the moon. The Yadus were all experienced devotees, learned and expert in psychic study. Over and above this, they were always with the Lord in all kinds of relaxations and still they were only able to know him as the one supreme who dwells everywhere. Under no circumstances can the words of persons bewildered by the illusory energy of the Lord deviate the intelligence of those who are completely surrendered souls. Sri Krishna, who has manifested His eternal form before the vision of all on the earth, performed His disappearance by removing His form from the sight of those who were unable to see Him as He is, due to not executing required penance. The Lord appeared in the mortal world by His internal potency, Yogamaya, he came in his internal form, which is just suitable for his pastimes. These pastimes were wonderful for everyone, even for those proud of their own opulence, including the Lord Himself in His form as the Lord of Vaikuntha. Thus, Sri Krishna's transcendental body is the ornament of all ornaments. All the demigods from the upper, lower, and middle universal planetary systems assembled at the altar of the Rajasuya sacrifice performed by Maharaja yudhisthira After seeing the beautiful bodily features of Lord Krishna, they all contemplated that he was the ultimate dexterous creation of Lord Brahma, the creator of human beings. The damsels of Raja, after pastimes of laughter, humor, and exchanges of glances, were anguished when Krishna left them. They used to follow him with their eyes, and thus they sat down with stunned intelligence and could not finish their household duties. Lord Vishnu, the all-compassionate controller of both the spiritual and maternal creations, is unborn. But when there is friction between his peaceful devotees and persons who are in the material modes of nature, he takes birth just like fire, accompanied by the mahatattva. When I think of Lord Krishna, how he was born in the prison house of Vasudeva, although he is unborn, how he went away from his father's protection, Raja and lived there incognito out of fear of the enemy, and how, although ultimately powerful, he fled from Mathura in fear. All these bewildering incidents give me distress. Lord Krishna begged pardon from his parents for their inability to serve their feet due to being away from home because of great fear of Kamsa. He said, O oh mother, O oh father, please excuse us for this inability. All this behavior of the Lord gives me pain at heart. Who, after smelling the dust of his lotus feet even once could ever forget it? Simply by expanding the leaves of his eyebrows, Krishna has given the death blow to those who were burdening the earth. You have personally seen how the king of Sedi achieved success in yoga practice, though he hated Lord Krishna. Even the actual yogis aspire after such success with great interest by performance of their various practices. Who can tolerate separation from him? Certainly others who were fighters on the battlefield of kurukshetra were purified by the onslaught of Arjuna's arrows, and while seeing the lowest-like face of Krishna so pleasing to the eyes, they achieved the abode of the Lord. Shri Krishna is the Lord of all kinds of threes and is independently supreme by achievement of all kinds of fortune. He is worshipped by the eternal maintainers of the creation who offer him the paraphernalia of worship by touching their millions of helmets to his feet. Therefore, O Vidyara, does it not pain us, his servitors, when we remember that he used to stand before King Ugrasena, who was sitting on the royal throne and used to submit explanations before him, saying, O my lord, please let it be known to you? Alas, how shall I take shelter of one or more merciful than he who granted the position of mother to a she-demon, Putana, although she was unfaithful when she prepared deadly poison to be sucked from her breast? I consider the demons who are inimical toward the lord to be more than devotees because while fighting with the lord absorbed in thoughts of enmity they are able to see the lord carried on the shoulder of garuda the son of tarkshya and carrying the wheel weapon in his hand lord vishnu being prayed to by brahma to bring welfare to the earth was begotten by vasudeva in the womb of his wife devaki in the prison of the king of bhoja Thereafter, his father, being afraid of Kamsa, brought him to the cow pastures of Maharajananda, and there he lived for eleven years like a covered flame with his elder brother, Baladeva. In his childhood, the Almighty Lord was surrounded by cowherd boys and calves, and thus he traveled on the shore of the Yumuna River through gardens densely covered with trees and filled with vibrations of chirping birds. When the Lord displayed his activities just suitable for childhood, he was visible only to the residents of Vrindavana. Sometimes he would cry and sometimes laugh, just like a child, and while doing so he would appear like a lion club. While herding the very beautiful bulls, the Lord, who was the reservoir of all opulence and fortune, used to blow his flute, and thus he and Livin, his faithful flowerers, the cowherd boys. The great wizards who were able to assume any form were engaged by the king of Bogja, Kamsa, to kill Krishna, but in the course of his pastimes, the lord killed them as easily as a child breaks dolls. The inhabitants of Rindavana were perplexed by great difficulties because a certain portion of the Yumana River was poisoned by the chief of the reptiles, Kaliya. The lord chastened. Ties the snake king within the water and drove him away. And after coming out of the river, he caused the cows to drink the water and proved that the water was again in its natural state. The supreme Lord Krishna desired to utilize the opulent financial strength of Maharaja Nanda for the worship of the cows, and also he wanted to give a lesson to Indra, the king of heaven. Thus, he advised his father to perform worship of Go or the pasturing land and cows with the help of learned brahmanas. Oh, sober Vidura, King Indra, his honor, having been insulted, poured water incessantly on Vrindavana, and thus the inhabitants of Raja, the land of cows, were greatly distressed. But the compassionate Lord Krishna saved them from danger with his pastime umbrella, the Govardhana hill. In the third season of the year, the Lord enjoyed as the central beauty of the assembly of women by attracting them with his pleasing Songs and an autumn night, brightened by moonshine. Thus ends Chapter 2. So if you would like another version of everything I've just read about Lord Krishna, I would check out Volume 1 of the book Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, by Śrīla Prabhupāda. I've mentioned this book on this channel before, because it takes this story of Krishna and puts it into a prose form and fleshes it out a little bit. So you really get the story of, of the Snake King, what's going on and what happened, that we just are touching on here. And between the two of them, you actually get... <coughs> <coughs> excuse me. Here's the the Word of God, but then you get the prose, sort of interpretation of it. Between the two of them, you just get like the good story. It's sort of like... Um, I was recommended that if you see a Shakespeare play, you should in turn read the play, like either before or after. But also reading a synopsis of the play is also really good. And between all of them, you find yourself fully understanding what might be a little complicated. So this is like Shakespeare. <laughs> um, I there was a there was a line here I thought it was really good. Um, Uh, It's said that those who are fighting Krishna actually sometimes are better than the devotees because they see Krishna. And I thought that was really cool. I never thought of that. You're right, those who are attacking him, they actually get to see him, while many others who pray to him maybe don't. Wow, that's kind of a bit of irony. Anyways, there we go. Canto 2, sorry. Canto 3, Chapter 2. Thank you for hanging out with me.